Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions. When you think of haunted dolls, most people think of one or two different dolls, either Annabelle or Chucky. And the cursed possession that we're covering today is another haunted doll that was actually the inspiration for the movie Chucky. I'm Jesse Wilkins, and this is Cursed Possessions, Robert the Doll. So this story goes back to the early 1900s. Some claim that Eugene Robert Otto was given a doll as a gift by a servant who worked for his parents. Others say the doll was given to Gene as a birthday gift from his grandfather, who actually purchased it in Germany from the Steiff Company. The doll wore a sailor's outfit and cap, which was likely one of Gene's from when he was a child. Robert and Gene became best friends, and this would last through his entire life, and perhaps even after. At first, the boy's obsession with his toy was nothing out of the ordinary. The kid just liked his new doll. But it wouldn't be long before strange and terrifying events started happening around Robert the doll. The first sign that something wasn't right was when Gene was about 10 years old. One night, he awoke and found Robert the doll sitting upright at the edge of his bed. The doll was staring directly at him. Gene was terrified, and he started screaming, which woke his mother. As she ran towards the bedroom, she heard the sound of furniture flipping all around the room. She tried to open the door, but the door was locked. She kept barging against the door while she heard her child screaming and things just being tossed all around. As his cries became more and more urgent, she continued to slam against the door in an attempt to open it. Once she finally got in, she saw Jean who was curled up in a ball on his bed, and the doll was sitting on the edge of the bed, staring at him. The room was a disaster. Furniture, toys, laundry were strewn about the whole room. Jean was rocking back and forth saying the same phrase over and over again. Robert did it. Robert did it. The strange events surrounding the doll didn't stop there. His parents would often hear him talking in his room to the doll. Again, this doesn't seem like anything out of the ordinary. But what was not normal was the voice that they heard replying to his questions. Gene would ask the doll something, and then a completely different voice would answer him back. His parents would describe this as a voice that did not sound like anything that could have come out of their son. Perhaps the most frequent and unexplained events was over and over again, when the family would return home, they would notice Robert the doll staring outside the upstairs bedroom window at them, almost as if he was waiting for them to return home. When they made their way upstairs, they would not find Robert the doll sitting at the window, but they would either find him back in his chair or lying on the bed. They claimed to hear the doll whisper and giggle, and more shockingly, even saw him running up the flight of stairs. They claimed that his expression would change right in front of their eyes. They also witnessed the doll speaking on its own. Now, Gene didn't just hang on to this doll throughout his childhood, but he also kept it with him through his entire life. When he was an adult and his parents died, he moved back into this home and gave Robert his own room with a window overlooking the street. At this point, Gene was married, so when he moved back into this house, he brought his new wife, Anne. Now, she was a little uneasy with this strange relationship between her husband and this doll, but she didn't really say anything at first. She noticed that Gene treated the doll less like a toy and more like a sibling or a child. Eventually, she got fed up with it and she convinced her husband to lock the doll away in the attic. 
Robert the Doll would not be pleased with his new living arrangements. Visitors to the home reported hearing footsteps in the attic as if someone was up there pacing back and forth. The giggling turned into a devilish laugh. Kids from the neighborhood also started seeing the doll. They claimed that he would watch them from the upstairs bedroom on their way to school, almost as if he was mocking them. Gene was surprised when he heard about these complaints. Not only was Robert in the attic, but he had locked the doll away in a chest. How could the doll be making his way from the attic to the upstairs bedroom window? To his surprise, when he went to go check on the doll, he found him sitting in a rocking chair facing the window. So Gene locked him back in the box, but again and again, Robert the doll would somehow escape and return to his chair by the window. In 1974, Gene died and the house was sold. In the attic, Robert the doll remained locked away. The family that moved into the home had a 10-year-old daughter, and she was excited to find her new toy. That new toy was Robert the doll. Her excitement would not last long, as she would quickly claim that the doll was trying to hurt her. She also said the doll was alive. She would wake up in the middle of the night screaming, claiming that the doll was moving around the room. The family predictably didn't hang on to the potentially murderous doll, and they donated it to the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, where it sits today. Staff at the museum claim that the haunting hasn't stopped. From his glass case, they have heard demonic laughter, and they claim that the doll seems to move around on its own, with its expressions changing. Some even claim to see the doll put his hand up to the glass as they pass by. So according to local folklore, the doll has a curse very similar to the Annabelle doll. People who have mistreated the doll upon their visits have experienced car accidents, divorce, other misfortunes, broken bones even. The museum visitors supposedly experienced post-visit misfortunes for failing to respect Robert. Legend also has it that the servant who may have gifted the doll to Jean did so with malicious intent. It said that she was mistreated by the family and gave the cursed doll to Jean as retaliation for her mistreatment. So tell me what you think. Do you think that this doll is cursed? Do you think it's really haunted and moving around the house? Do you think it's moving around the museum? It's very possible and very similar to the Annabelle haunting. So stick around as Rob, Dave, and myself discuss further hauntings with Robert the doll and whether or not we think that it's a legitimate cursed possession. But if you do visit this museum in Florida, I would say play on the safe side and treat this doll with respect for your own safety. I'm Jesse Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories. Robert the Doll. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions. This episode is about the one and only Robert the Doll. I'm Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley. Hello, Rob. Can't believe that you're encouraging everybody to be cowards when they go and visit Robert the Doll. Respectful cowards. And also joined by a respectful coward, Dave Wilkins. <laughs> Welcome What's in. What's going on? 
That was very respectful and cowardly of you to say what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, we've been waiting to do this one for a while. This one is one of the more popular ones. Also, uh, as I alluded to several times in the episode, very similar to the Cursed Possession that Rob covered in the first ever Cursed Possessions episode, which is also kind of a real episode, which was the Annabelle doll. So that is the uh, that is the story of the strange and weird and sort of creepy connection between Eugene and his doll, Robert. This so is a very creepy looking doll. This is way creepier than the Annabelle doll as far as looks go. Just on looks alone, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, the, the doll itself is scary, but the the like dog stuffed animal that it's holding is terrifying as well. Like just every aspect of Robert the doll is pretty creepy. Yeah. It was never, it wasn't meant to be a kid's toy. Apparently it was made for um, like a display, like a, like a, yeah. I was going to say that it looks like it was supposed to be like a mannequin or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's tall. Like it's like a, as far as doll standards go. No, you're right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tall one. It, it's got, it's one like of the, the faces ever. I was waiting. That's like a, I said it. And I was like, I was setting myself up for this. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, the, the features on it looks like the it's practically missing a face. I mean, it has sort of a face, but it looks like the face came kind of after the fact. Like, for instance, mannequins. You go to a store; these mannequins have sort of faces, right? They have the shape of a face, but they don't have like eyeballs and stuff. It kind of looks like the eyes and like the nose and mouth were kind of sewn on after the fact. Like, well, let's just turn this into more of a lifelike looking thing. And I guess the clothes it's also into more into more of a nightmare. basically. <laughs> <laughs> the creepiest thing about this doll is the hands. And I don't know if you guys really saw it, but the hands are like weirdly lifelike. And when you see these, these kinds of dolls, you don't expect them to be like that. But there was one photo in particular that was in the video portion of this. So for those audio listeners, go ch- uh, you know, check out our YouTube or just Google a picture of Robert the doll, preferably swing on over to YouTube and, and drop a subscribe, like, and share with 300 of your friends. But the hands on this doll, I, I don't know why, they just, they, they creep me out. It was very, very creepy looking. The whole, the whole doll itself, I don't know how you give this to a child and don't expect them to be horrified by it. Mm. But apparently, you know, kids like dolls, and he liked this doll right away, became best friends with it, and formed a lifelong bond with it. And we'll get into more of the, the stuff later on in life with it. I think we start with, with him as a child, and I guess we start with the potential origins. So there's two potential origins for this. I think the most likely scenario is grandfather bought this for him for his birthday, which is kind of the going story. But then I think this other story was kind of conjured up or was born about a maid that was disgruntled and she was upset about her mistreatment and she cursed the doll and then gave it to Eugene. And this is why this is why it's a cursed possession. Because why else is this doll cu- cursed? I mean, it came right. from apparently came from a German company that has, I think all but verified that they used to manufacture these dolls or mannequins or whatever. So, I mean, who's to say the maid didn't buy it from there. Right. I think the origin, I guess they they believe the maid was, um, it was a voodoo spell. I think that was the, that's what I read anyways, that they believe Mm -hmm. that the the curse was uh, of voodoo origins, um, which is pretty creepy. Are you drinking a Miller Lite? I'm so sorry. I, you know, I, just, <laughs> I didn't mean to sip it on stream. And then I was like, oh, God, he can read the can. He's going to judge me. <laughs> so for, for the record, bro, dad was at the house earlier. And now I have no more hazy boys in the fridge. I'm not saying he drank. All oh, I thought you were going to I thought you were gonna blame the Miller Lite on him. I'm like, don't you dare. Well, he, he could have drank this. the Miller Lights instead. So I kind of am. 
Mm, fair. <laughs> Classic bro dad. Um, to, to his defense, I mean, he didn't come over and pound 48 beers. I think, there was one, I think there was one or two left in my fridge. He happened to drink those. It's fine. Um, could it be both? Could He could have be, drank Miller Lights and Hazy's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the, the doll. So could the grandfather have bought it and then the maid cursed it after the fact that we do we know the timeline on this like that's a good point like i asked the two stories they don't have to be mutually exclusive right yeah like yeah i mean because maybe she doesn't have to buy the doll maybe she just looked for something to curse as she knew she was getting fired or something like that because like going back to give a gift after hey i was just fired take this doll feels weird right well, I don't even know if the story is okay. So, first of all, I don't even know if she existed. Judging going going back through the stories, it's it, my belief on this is I think the maid in the curse was was completely born out of trying to make this story creepier. That's mm-hmm. kind of my that's kind of my thought after going through the story. I've seen plenty of history on it's not that old of a story. I've seen plenty of history on Eugene. He was an artist. He was a painter. Like his art is still out there. His house, I think, is. It, it either just got sold or is back up for sale. So you could potentially buy the Robert, the doll house that he was haunting and stuff, but I couldn't really find anything legitimate on who the maid was. Did the maid exist? Was she mistreated? I don't know. I mean, it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities. So I, I won't say it's debunked, but I believe in the curse. I don't believe in the maid. I just don't. There's no, think, such, there's no don't such thing as maids are real. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it, but I think both things both things can be possible at the same time. So let's say she did exist. Let's say she was a disgruntled or mistreated employee. Um, I didn't see anything that they had fired her and then she cursed the thing. So she might have just been getting okay. like mistreated on the job and maybe she was abused or maybe something along those lines, underpaid, whatever. This is long ago, but not that long ago. I think all of those crazy, reasons right? are not good enough reason to to curse the kid's kid. toy. <laughs> like maybe the kids the parents. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the kid was the one mistreating her. Who knows? So my, my, my eyes keep wandering because no one else can see this, even if they're watching the YouTube. But we can see a little preview of the video that we just showed you and below us. And Jesse is just staring at us, making the most seductive face of all time in this little video clip. And it's actually creeping me out. I do bit. have a naturally seductive face. I can't see that exact <laughs> preview that you have, but I believe you. <laughs> I also yes, can't it's see it. It's not. It's not on my screen. It's just why am I the only one that can see it? <laughs> I'm removing this. It's awful. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Wait, that's actually just the photo of Jesse. He has on his desk. I can't even remove it. Jesse has to remove it. Oh my god, I'm stuck. I think uh, Rob is just trying to tell us that he's just constantly being seduced <laughs> by me. I, I don't try. It's just these things happen. Anyways, um, so those are those are the two origins. So if it's, I think the the maid story obviously that leads to more of like why this thing could be haunted in the first place, right? Or why this thing could be possessed or cursed. So that, that we'll, we'll go with that, I guess, because this is cursed possessions and it needs to be cursed at some point to be doing this or it could be anything else. Could be the house, could be something that happened in the area. Something happened with this doll to turn it into a possessed creature. And we're dealing with kid ghosts again, or, or kids talking to ghosts, kids being able to see things that the parents can't see. But eventually they did start to see these things. And, and they too confirmed that this wasn't just the kid playing games. So with, I got to look at this picture. So Rob, somebody <laughs> to set up the picture. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. It's very seductive. Very uh, seductive. What, what I find crazier about this story than the Annabelle story, and I find the Annabelle doll story crazy, is how he had this doll for his entire life. Right? Like, this, this doll was a part of him almost from birth, like close enough till death. And he never forgot about it. He, he constantly like, like he set up rooms for it and stuff like that. That's the part that I find creepier, almost like he didn't want to curse somebody else with this doll. Or he was trying to appease the doll and and to make more connections with the Annabelle doll. But they told them originally the girls that had the doll was you need to treat this like it's a person, right? You need to, Mm -hmm. Uh, give her gifts and and set her a place at the dinner table and they they started to but then they got scared away from it it seems like gene uh, temporarily he i mean he was getting terrorized by this thing but he still looked to appease it throughout his entire life and maybe that's why he survived with it as long as he did was because he constantly was going back and feeding into this and treating it like it's a person even his wife later in life and she had said that he was treating it more like it was a sibling or a son than like a doll. So while this thing was terrorizing him as a kid from time to time, he still stayed loyal to it and, and, and basically kept appeasing this thing and just kind of lived in harmony with, with this terrifyingly demonic doll. Stockholm it's, syndrome. It's, it's a wild, yeah. it's a wild angle that, I mean, the, the, Annabelle, they got scared away from it, right? They tried to throw it away. They tried to give it away. They tried to get away from it. They called in experts. Gene's just like, fuck it. This is my crazy doll. And he's haunted and he keeps looking out the window and I'm just going to live with it and give him his own bedroom and his own chair. And then things started getting bad again when his, uh, his wife forced him to lock it away in a case. Was there, so the theory for the Annabelle doll was that it was a demon possessing the doll. Were there theories on the Robert doll that um, suggest it might be a demon possessing it? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline have their theory. I mean, people definitely think that something demonic is intertwined with this thing. So you have reports of demonic laughter. Um, I mean, more striking and more concerning to me would be this doll running up and down a flight of stairs. That's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. That's yeah. No, thanks. there wasn't more on that story, but I'm like the family saw this thing run up a flight of stairs and the parents were still just like, wow, your doll's crazy. <laughs> but you can keep it. <laughs> There would have been a bonfire that night. Yeah. <laughs> like we would have we would have been at Dave's house in his fire pit. I'd have been like, we are we are gonna roast this thing literally. Thanks yeah. for bringing that negative energy to my house. <laughs> oh <laughs> you have the fire pit, Dave. release. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. So I think for, for me the most interesting part of this whole story is how they how they handled it and how they just kind of embraced it. Because with all these other stories they they run away from it or they or, or they try to fix it, but the fact that he just chose to to live with it and deal with it, it makes it so much different than other cursed possessions and other haunted items. It's it's uh, 
isn't it? And, and it's kind of how they're dealing with Annabelle now, right? So Annabelle, they keep it a case. Um, they won't touch it with their bare hands. They have, I believe it's in the possession of um, the Warren's um, son-in-law now. Correct. And he handles it with like these big oven mitts and transports it in a case. And it's just very respectful. You don't touch this thing. You don't go near this thing when it does need to go from to like conventions or to different museums for showings or whatever. Like it's, it's completely handled with care. So I guess you could say now that they, they are dealing it with, with, um, with it like that. And they have it locked behind glass. And so is Robert the doll now. So Robert the, the doll, as far as I know, is still at that museum in Florida and he's behind glass and you can go, check him out and go see him, which I'd love to kind of have to do that next time yeah. in Florida. It's in Key West, right? You're not supposed to look at him, right? That's the, that's the legend. It's, you're not supposed to look at him or something like that. You're definitely not supposed to take photos of him. That's what it is. Photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I found a suspiciously large amount of photos of him online. <laughs> so people are breaking those rules. I would take a picture of him for sure. Um, but well, Robert, the doll, like um, sort of like the Island of Kohingam and um, Bodie, California gets tons of letters weekly. Um, <laughs> yes. Jesse's just <laughs> the listeners. Jesse's drinking his beer with both hands covering it cupped. <laughs> so I don't make fun of it. It's a really rare IPA. You've not heard of it. From that. I, don't, yeah. I don't want you to get jealous <laughs> and take my ideas. Cause that's why I did that. As it's it's funny watching the transformation of Jesse from a hippie to a to a truck driver before yeah. our eyes with every sip of Miller Lite. Oh, I was gonna say I'm, I thought you meant from the video to now. I'm like I'm literally wearing the exact same outfit. I filmed this video like 45 minutes ago. Right. <laughs> um, but anyways, what I was saying was that uh, much like the island of Kohingnam and the uh, uh, town of ghost town of Bodie, California. Robert the doll also gets a whole bunch of letters from people apologizing for taking pictures and, um, you know, disrespecting the doll because the curse they believe carried onto themselves. Mm. That is interesting. I actually didn't know that. And now that I think of it, I think some of the images, I think they actually post some of those letters behind the doll. Oh, really? Yeah. Which kind of seems like a huge middle finger to people. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm just looking at a picture right now. And there's a whole bunch of letters pinned up behind him. I don't know if those are apology letters or what. I'll, I'll pull it up on the stream right now. Hang on one second. Um, I believe they are, if I remember correctly, that they they post up some of the apology letters. So that, I mean, that definitely adds to the, uh, oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, so on the screen right now, you have, in the museum, you have Robert the doll sitting in his chair with his creepy dog. Uh, in the glass case with his extraordinarily creep- creepy hands, still wearing the sailor's outfit with his little hat. But behind him, you have what looks like all these uh, letters that are pinned up and hanging, and then a big warning, don't photograph, which can clearly be seen in this photograph. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it looks like you have some that are just like love letters to Robert, but I would assume that some of these are probably like apology letters and people that are trying to break their curse. Right. Love letters to Robert. That's pretty weird. Uh, is, but is writing a love letter to a doll, a cursed doll, more weird than writing love letters to like a serial killer? Because those are two things that like always no. confuse me. I would say no, it's not. No, I, it's it's weirder. And it's weirder. It's weirder because the serial killer thing is weird. But if we want to get into the human psyche on this one, 
as a as a professional psychologist myself, and, as a, and a professional serial killer, right? As both, I think what happens with with people that write these letters to serial killers, these love letters, is they misinterpret this. They misinterpret this whole like murdering people as like a safety blanket, like someone that can protect them. So they look at <laughs> this is this is the way that is some backwards logic. <laughs> I'm not saying I agree. No, I know, I know, I'm not, I know. I'm just I'm, saying, I'm just reacting to this. This is what psychologists have said. This is why like people are attracted to the serial killers. It's like it's because they're like establishing dominance or whatever. It's like they're the ability for them to protect them. Which is Fucking so from who? Like from, <laughs> which is bonkers, right? Because guess like who serial you need killers to be like the apex from? of criminals. Yeah, <laughs> that's who you need to be protected from. Also, they're not getting out of jail, right? Right. So they can't do anything for you. Yes, yeah, so I mean maybe get, maybe you're like, oh yeah, oh you mess with me, yeah. Guess what? I'm in love with Jeffrey Dahmer, and I, I don't know. What's I'm in love with you? the Midwestern strangling. Um, Double stab murder fist guy. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, imagine imagine having to go against my boyfriend. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to fight your double stab murder fist boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like doom to me. Yeah. So that that's their logic, and I also think it's the fame thing too, right. where where they're chasing some sort of fame by um, professing their love for somebody that's just in the news. Right, and then you get the other side of things, which is just, I, I think, some women that are just at their wit's end with finding someone, so they just marry someone that's in, in jail. I don't, I don't think it's particularly the same thing as love letters to serial killers, but I think a lot of times you get ones with certain people that they think will eventually get out of jail, but who knows? Yeah. but All in all, it's a strange phenomenon that I will never understand. I don't think anyone's um, trying to marry Robert the Doll, but... I say that, and someone's going to send me a story. I was going to say, I wouldn't be and shocked. someone's going to send me a story. Be like, yeah, someone tried to try to marry it last Tuesday. Where were you? You know, type of deal. Yeah. Like, well, I was on my way to the wedding, of course. Where were you? Mm. It's actually that'll happen, point, in it's our, actually, that'll happen in our reviews. It's at a point now where I, I would actually be shocked if someone didn't already try to marry Robert the Doll. Yeah, that's true. If not, we're putting the bug in a few thousand people's ears right now to <laughs> go out there. Robert the Doll is single. Yeah, that's look at that. He heard it. He heard He's it got here a, first. He's his little dog. Yeah, you must like dogs though, because he has this creepy ass little dog in his in his hand. That thing's terrifying. Like the yeah. eyes on that thing. Yeah, it looks like it's like after the fact. I don't know. This 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 dog looks like it's more recently made, just judging by like the stitching, and it looks like it's like a regular stuffed animal. He doesn't look like a regular stuff. Like the stitching on his feet. Look how crappy the stitching on his feet are. It looks mm. like the clubbed feet from from the dude in House of the Dragon. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm. Took me a minute. Mm. Yep. We got to talk about House of the Dragon at some point. I don't want to do it on this podcast, but no, now's not I, the time. I have thought. <laughs> Here's a curveball for you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a spoiler-filled review. <laughs> what if Robert the Doll had dragon wings? <laughs> be terrifying. He wouldn't just be running up and down stairs. Mm. You just have this doll flying over your city with those creepy eyes and hands. Just can't do it. Just, you know, <laughs> doing this. Just doing a little one of these. Just when it couldn't get scarier. <laughs> um, so where do you stand on this? Do you do you think any of this was made up for clout? Or do you think the family... Not really, no. I mean, the guy didn't... 
I don't think Gene tried to capitalize it at all on right. it at all. Like he was a painter, but he wasn't just painting pictures with Robert the doll. Although right. it wouldn't surprise me if he did, he was pretty obsessed with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like well, the, first, the, the doll's fame didn't really come until post later. Yeah. Post death or maybe like maybe later in his life, but mm-hmm. I think it was just post death. Mm. Right. So I do wonder how these stories got passed down where they originated from, who was telling these stories. Cause you hear all these very, very specific stories and there's obviously been movies and TV shows made about it since then. So I do wonder how much is coming from like a firsthand account. Were the parents documenting this? Were they doing interviews? Were they, did they write a book on it? I'm not entirely sure. Um, so I, I do wonder where a lot of these stories came from originally. So the, they're stories, specific. the stories came from uh, Robert's wife after he died and she, do- or when she died, she donated, or was it, no, it was the, um, the, who the was family the one who, moved who, in after? Don- who donated it to the museum? The family after. So the family that bought the house after Gene died, which we're, we're kind of synonymously talking about Gene and Robert, because I believe his middle name was Robert or something along those lines. He went by Eugene, but... But his name was Robert. I think his, yeah, either his middle name or his first name was actually Robert. Named the doll Robert as well. So a little confusing there. But uh, when he died, the family that bought the house after found Robert the doll in still locked in the... Uh, the case up in the attic and they had the 10 year old girl who started playing with it. And she too was being haunted by the doll claimed that the doll was trying to kill her. And so at that point, the family just donated it to the museum and apparently told the story of Robert, the doll. Right. So that's why you wonder, okay, that makes sense. Mm. Is it possible? Is it possible that the people who donated the doll to the museum made up everything? Or were there other people that, um, were alive at the time and witnessed some of this stuff. Were they um, vouching for these stories as well? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's there are a lot of really specific stories, and I I do I would like to know the origin of them. So look a little more into it. But just judging off multiple websites about this and in different, um, I'm sure there's been plenty of books written about it. Like we said, multiple movies about it. I mean, the stories are passed down. Who corroborated them? I don't know, but just judging off what we have, I would say, yeah, I would say this is probably uh, the second most haunted doll in the United States, at least. So obviously I would put Annabelle a little bit higher on that scale because there have been deaths tied to it. Um, Fair. To say what we know or what we don't know about Robert the doll. I'm more, I know there's deaths, but I'm still more terrified of seeing a doll run up the stairs. I think I'd rather die. I think I would rather die than <laughs> see a doll run up the stairs. 100%. <laughs> you know, like, because I'm going to have a stroke if I see a doll running up and down the stairs. Especially mm. that freaking doll. That yeah, terrifying ju- thing. Judging by that story, obviously there's a few other stories as well. The demonic laughter. I think this, this doll could rank a little higher. Obviously the death is uh, what makes me rank Annabelle a little bit higher. But the stories of the hauntings from Robert the doll do seem a little bit more extreme where dolls running up and down the stairs. It has a demonic laugh to it. It still apparently has demonic laugh to it. It's moving. It's, it's repositioning itself on its own. There's a lot to this story that you could make an argument that this is a more haunted doll than Annabelle. I think it's, I, it, for me, it goes to Robert and I think it's not that close. I think the, when I, when I was listening, when I was reading up on the, um, the Robert the Doll story originally, I was like, wow, this is this definitely blows the uh the doors off the Annabelle doll story. 
originally. The Annabelle doll, doll story obviously got a lot bigger because of the Conjuring movies, but I mean, the Robert the Doll, I always thought was a crazier story. Yeah, and I think the the boy was based off of Robert the Doll, right? The movie The Boy. Uh, it, yeah, I think it might have drew, drew some inspiration from Robert the Doll. It looks like it, um, but yeah. the uh, they also made a couple of movies. I think Robert. There's actually a movie called Robert, and then there's yep. one called The Curse of Robert um, that are about Robert the Doll, and then oh, obviously yeah. Chucky. Yeah, yeah, and as I alluded to in the intro, there uh, Chucky was uh, inspired by this story. So. Which Dave true. doesn't like Chucky, right? Dave, you don't like Chucky? Is that yeah, you? I mean, no, I don't I'm not I'm not a big Chucky fan. I thought the movies were um it's just not my cup of tea. I wasn't a huge fan of them either. I haven't seen them in a long time, but I always as a kid just found them particularly not scary. I was like, Oh, we're watching a scary movie, all right, we're watching Chucky, all right, good, because I'm not scared. So right. well, I mean it's horror comedy, but the um just that 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 I didn't like the Chucky doll. I thought it was silly. We're gonna have to do a review on these movies at some point. We just did. I'd love to rewatch them. <laughs> we just did. Yeah, look at that. We two stars. Three points. Oh, three, three, six. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna have to rewatch them now. All right, that's, yeah. uh, that's you got to rewatch them. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know which one I find creepier. Like again, death probably brings it to another level, but just some of the other stuff going on with Robert the Doll is quite scary. And having to send it a letter. And during the episode, Jesse drank a Miller Lite and started sounding like a 60-year-old bar hag at one point. That had nothing to do with the Miller Lite. It had to do with my ongoing cough. <laughs> Just also, it's not a Miller Lite. It's a very exquisite, rare, very rare beer from a, a microbrewery, which is um, local to me and not you. It's a Miller. You, you wouldn't know it. Oh. Definitely wouldn't know it. Yeah. All right, fair. Anyways, that's I don't have anything else for Robert the Doll. I do find it a compelling story. I thought it was this was like an on the fence one for me. Like, should this actually just be a full episode? But I think Curse Possessions was the right call for this one. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's a curse tied to it. It and and now that it's in the museum, it is the curse lives on. And people, right. this is like something new with it where people are disrespecting it and all of a sudden they're falling on misfortune, getting in car accidents, breaking bones. Um, getting divorces, all that kind of stuff. So play on the safe side. If you do visit this doll in the museum, try to respect it. It says warning, don't take photographs. I don't I don't know if that has anything tied with the legend, but read some of the letters. I mean, apparently they're hanging up on the wall behind them. So see what other people have dealt with and uh and proceed with caution. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna be pretty much coward. do it. Be a coward, like Jesse says. That's right, yes. So <laughs> quick uh quick thank you to our patrons we have genie ritter uh jimmy h justin t lisa j mama and pops w and Stephen v also demon king those are our vips thank you guys so much we also have jake v mike b stephanie a sydney b anthony angry dave rocks t brandon w captain mcslugs cody g Lee j mark m matthew t mariah m papa squatch rachel b Sarah, Dave Loves Bacon, R, Sarah W, Soph, and Hooper. Thank you guys so much. If you guys want to get on this list and get your name in the credits and also read out at the end of every episode, well, then just for, I don't know, $3 a month, $10, $20, depending on how many, how much you want to support the show, you can join this exclusive, prestigious list of wonderful, beautiful, and handsome people. Some say they're they're immune to the curse of Robert the Doll because they're Patreon members. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I can take right. as many pictures as you want. Yeah, that's right. That's what we've heard. 
You can do whatever you want. Throw them over your shoulder, run around the museum. <laughs> you have our permission, and you are safe. So that'll pretty much do it. Also, definitely don't do that. And we will uh, talk to you guys on Tuesday for a brand new episode, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us. Thank you, guys. We'll see you.